Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive Budget Beach Finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Generations Riviera Maya Resort and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. School of Humans Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cadaver Gals. It is, yes, that podcast where we talk about death, dying, and weird ways that people have died and try to laugh about it a little bit, joke around a little bit, find levity, if you will. I'm Nika, along with your wonderful hosts, Gabby and Taylor. Say hello, my little dumplings. Hello. Hey. I love hosting because I get to call you guys all the pet names that I think of whenever I see you, but do not say because I am not the alpha in the relationship. Who is, who's the alpha? Gabby. I think Gabby because she's the tallest. Oh, thank you. I knew this height would come in use one day. Exactly. (laughs) On today's episode, we're going to be talking about a really sad, tragic death involving autoerotic asphyxiation and also where you shouldn't hide people's body parts. That's good to know. Mm Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, we like sharing what not to do. (laughs) Trigger warnings. (laughs) involve murder, dismemberment, the movement of bodies, sex, autoerotic asphyxiation, suffocation. Any ones I'm missing? I like how you said movement of body, but like, and then sex. But like, remember we talked, that's I what know. we call sex now, is <laughs> moving, moving, around. moving around together. No, but this time it's moving, moving um, deceased bodies. Yeah. Which is not sex. Let's clarify that right now. Okay, yeah. That would be another trigger warning. Absolutely. Well, 
if you are okay with all of these things, welcome to Cadaver Gals. Cue alligator music. Cadaver Gals. So, so beautiful. I want everyone to know that whenever I record cute alligator music, we all go into our own versions of it. So it's And they're all different. And they're all different. It's truly wonderful. I am so incredibly excited, Gabby, to hear about this tragic incident. Yeah, so we're going to start with one tragic incident and then talk about some other ones because, you know, we're just getting a smorgasbord of death with this one. But yes, we're talking about autoerotic asphyxiation. And so we're going to go to Germany in February of 2018. And there was a man who was found dead. Ah! Oh, no. That was shocking. It was ruled a masturbation accident. Um, I don't think that's the official term that they use in the autopsy. Basically, this guy, he was found covered. Uh, He was wearing a lot of clothes. Like, he was wearing tights on his upper body. He was wearing a plastic raincoat. And he was wearing a diving suit. But beneath all of these clothes, he was also covered in processed cheese slices. Oh. Okay. Like the bright yellow ones? Yeah, I must assume. The thing is, like, I was, I through my research, I was not able to identify exactly what kind of cheese it is, but I'm going to assume it's whatever the craft single of Germany is, is that was the type of cheese. Do they even process cheese as much as we do in America? I don't think they do. Probably That's not. the thing. I mean, I often feel like I want to hate on America more than other countries, but I also realize that other countries also have faults like eating processed cheese. You know, like, I bet in yeah. Germany they do that. Okay. So. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but the U.S. did invent the grilled cheese, which is literally just bread and processed cheese. So did we? I still think it's okay to hate on the U.S. more. Did we invent that though? I feel like somebody had to. I feel like a caveman invented that. You know, just like yeah. did they have bread and cheese back then? I don't know, but I feel like it's an old invention. You know, like before the wheel. There's like sliced bread. They found that, and then they found putting the cheese on the sliced bread and frying. I like it. how you said they found it, as if it was like a found, like a discovery, rather rather than like a creation. Well, obviously, we don't have the facts at our disposal, Taylor. So <laughs> there might be some naturally occurring grilled cheeses out there. I okay, don't know. Well, while you guys were talking about this, I googled it, and it is an American invention. So okay. my point persists. Good for us. Nevertheless, she persisted. Hit. How is it defined, though? I mean, this doesn't matter, but it does matter. But we're, we're going to get back Continue on track. Continue with the death, yes. <laughs> so the way that this guy actually died was he was attached to a running radiator, and he had a plastic bag over his head, and he, it was determined that he died of asphyxiation. And all of this, as I was saying, it was a masturbation accident, which is the name of my memoir. But... Um, <laughs> This is this had to have been quite the chain of events. I mean, he was wearing a lot of clothes, too. Yeah, and I just the thing about this one, I wanted to start with this one just because it's like so specific and I think I I feel very vanilla in the moving around department when reading about this because I'm like I haven't really explored myself sexually enough to know that I would like to be covered in any sort of food item. Like I haven't from like dairy to breads, any part of the grilled cheese, I just don't know. Okay, but you don't ever like stick your hand into a pile of rice and you're like, that feels good. That's probably what happened to him. 
Except um, with cheese. Someone slapped cheese on him one time, like, on his face. Like, that challenge that was a while ago where you had to slap cheese on babies or cats. And he was like, I like this. I'm not saying I would like it, but I do love me some cheese. <laughs> and the thing is, I do think I do think that cheese trend might have started post-February 2018, but also time is difficult to know. So maybe that would Time is hard. Time is hard. But it's also, it probably would have been a lot of cheese because it said, like, he was covered his whole body. And then had to attach, but that also means maybe you shouldn't eat that type of cheese if it's but that sticky. But then he sticky. had a scuba suit over that. Yeah, he was wearing tights on his upper body, a plastic raincoat, and a diving suit. That's so a, that's a lot. Yeah, but then it ultimately it was the plastic bag over his head that led to his death. And there was also like some pornographic materials that were found at the scene, and so it was ruled that he accidentally died whilst masturbating and suffocating. Because here's the problem with autoerotic asphyxiation. Sometimes you pass out, and then if no one's there to unpass you out, you're just going to keep passing out and run out of air. So it is pretty uh, high risk. Yeah, I would say be careful if you put, like, probably maybe don't put a bag over your head. Like, that's, I always remember as a kid, you know, you'd, like, mess around and, like, put a bag on your head, and your parents were like, oh, my God, don't do that. And I I didn't, nobody told me why until like much later that like, you can die from that. That's like, like when you're driving at night with your parents and you turn on the light inside the car and they're like, turn it off. It's illegal. I literally thought it was illegal for the longest time to have your light on inside the car at night. I did too. And where did that come from? Why did literally everyone, I literally, because I I feel like we grew up so different. Like how on earth did we both hear that? It's a universal thing. Anyway. We are, I'm sorry, Gabby, That is a really, really sad. It's also a sad thing to come across. Like, do you know who found him, Gabby? I believe it was the authorities. But uh, most of this this story was mostly used as a jumping off point for most people to talk about autoerotic asphyxiation. How, while it's not like we got, you know, millions of people dying of it, there are, in Germany at least, they were saying at the time, there's probably about 100 autoerotic deaths every year. So basically, masturbation accidents masturbation gone wrong. Um, Mm. And there's been like in the United States, there might be somewhere between 500 and 1,000 autoerotic asphyxiation deaths. That's kind of a lot though, still. Yeah, and I mean, there's also, it's probably underreported just because obviously the stigma families, uh, they don't want people knowing this is how their relative died or their friend or whatever. So often when people are found, well, I can't even say often because we don't know, but I can imagine if someone was found in that position, you might want to, uh, you know, purify the scene in some ways. Mm -hmm. So there's like a variety of different asphyxiation methods in these autoerotic deaths. Um, And in this one study, they're categorizing them as electrocution overdressing and body wrapping apparently is one of them so that guy covered in cheese he was also overdressing and that can cause suffocation if you have like too much pressure on your body oh that makes sense yeah it's like that nice feeling when um the like they're reading your blood pressure i've talked about this before and it's just nice pressure on your body yeah or if you just have like five weighted blankets on you weighted blankets kind of give me a little bit of anxiety but i do love a, a full human body on me Okay, that's so weird because, like, the idea of a weighted blanket, amazing. But the idea of, like, getting my blood pressure taken, hate that. <laughs> I guess I just like the idea of being squeezed. But, I, yeah, I, weighted blanket I do not like because I feel like I'm being suffocated in a bad way. But, like, I do sometimes ask, like, before bed for my partner to go full on top of me and put their full weight on me. And it just feels really nice. 
We all have our bedtime rituals. We all have. It's called self-care, actually. Anyway, that continue, That is a weighted Gabby. blanket, though, in a way. It absolutely is. It's just a temporary one. Okay. Weighted blankets are hard, though, because I like to be able to roll around a little bit. But, you know, sometimes it's too much weight, and I'm very weak. So, also, did you know that autoerotic asphyxiation is overwhelmingly a male way to die? Going back to the topic at hand. <laughs> Going back to the original topic. <laughs> that seems to make sense. I don't know why. I mean, I feel like... Women are cautious. And yeah, there's plenty of gender stereotypes and, you know, some science, yeah. sociological science we could think of or our own personal experiences, which we, we could apply to all other people. But apparently in the cases that they, they've they studied, about only 5% of them were female. Oh, so, wow. And there's this one German doctor who made me kind of annoyed, but also it makes sense. But it was mostly, I think maybe it was just a bad translation, but he said that, you know, Female death cases from autoerotic asphyxiation are a lot less likely. Um, death is less common because women are obviously more careful and don't incorporate as much sophistication. Okay. I'm like, yeah, be careful, but sophistication in your sexual maneuvering? What does I that feel like mean? That's, a, that's a broad conclusion. I and think it's a translation a error. Yeah. <laughs> women do not cover themselves in cheese. Apparently, we're not sophisticated because we don't do that, but okay. Yeah. I haven't covered myself in cheese, and I am all women. Are there any other, are there like any big deaths, like famous deaths involving this way of dying? Oh, Nika, that's so interesting that you should ask that because there are. <laughs> I just did finger guns to Gabby. It's as if we sometimes plan out what we're about to say. It's as loosely. if we have two Google meetings per week to talk about what we're going to talk about. Listener spoilers. We have notes. <laughs> we take them. Anyway, famous person, Nika, that's crazy that you asked. There's been a couple of high-profile autoerotic asphyxiation deaths, but the one that uh, I'm going to talk about is David Carradine, and he... He was an actor. He was in many a kung fu movies, and I only really know him from being in Kill Bill. Spoiler, he's Bill. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> Okay, you whore. I haven't watched Kill Bill. What the heck? It's okay me? if you don't. I mean, if you're going to watch them, watch volume one. Volume two is kind of... And then also Quentin Tarantino always is... Uh, you know, it's a certain vibe. A very certain derivative vibe vibe yeah, um, gotcha. <laughs> the redditors are gonna be so mad at you saying that it is derivative but that's also i guess how art's made anyway Continue. so on june 3rd 2009 david carradine was found inside of a bangkok hotel room in a closet with ropes around his neck wrist and his penis his arms were up above his head and he was deceased yikes and he was there he was in bangkok shooting a movie called stretch and at first because of the way that he was suspended a lot of people went to suicide they thought he had killed himself uh, he was 72 at the time first <laughs> sorry i don't know why that he was 72 i didn't know that he was 72 i taylor and i are like in shock but it's not it's not shocking old people masturbate that's not no shocking. i know it's not i just i didn't know i don't know i didn't know no i know I, I i agree i saw my grandma yesterday and i was like do you still shave she was like like her armpits she was like no nothing gross there anymore i was like and I wanted to ask her more questions, but I... Did you ask refrained. her if she masturbates? No, but I do remember one time 
like five years ago, I was in their house and I saw lube out on their table and it was just weird, but like good for them. But it was just weird to see that. So when you said that, Gabby that he was 72, I was just like, whoa, okay, that's interesting. Well, I think this is a good moment for us and our listeners of conquering our ageism because, yeah. you know, people who are Absolutely. older, they're still fucking around. I hope I will be, you know, when I'm older, honestly. I mean, I hope to die at 69, so we'll see. <laughs> but yeah, old people fuck. Conclusion of today's episode. Oh, Great. <laughs> but yeah, so he... At first, everyone thought it was suicide, but then he, I think he was, he was married five times. And so two of his ex-wives were suspecting foul play because they knew that David Carradine had a very long history. Obviously, they knew about this because they were married to him. He was a kinky dude, very kinky. But then one of them was saying like, but he would never fly solo on his, you know, sex capades. But then another one of his ex-wives was like, yeah, one time we were having a party at our house, literally filled with guests and she couldn't find David. So she like went into their basement and there he was like having hung himself up like Jesus on a cross. So, you know what? I feel like he probably did do these things from time to time. Yeah. So he. How did he do that? That's your reaction, Taylor? Yeah. It is. Well, that's the thing. It's like when you, the thing is like also the way he was found, like his hands were tied above his head is there's rope around his neck and around his penis. So I'm, I am like, well, how did he tighten it? But I'm sure there is a way to do, there's some sort of knots thing. I didn't do Boy Scouts. I'm sure that's what they teach in Boy Scouts is how to <laughs> definitely tie ropes. I remember when I w- was taught how to do a slip knot. It was because I had tied my horse up to the fence and then something freaked her out and she took the whole dang fence with her. And they were like, you're going to need to learn how to do like a rele- a quick release knot. And I was like, oh, okay, that's a good idea. Anyway. Yeah, apply it to your horses, apply it to your masturbation. You know, a slip knot seems really helpful. And, but the thing is like, I mean, the whole like foul play idea, they didn't ever find any footage of anyone coming in and out of his hotel room. And it also didn't seem like it was suicide just because the, uh, usually investigators, there's like a variety of things that will indicate if something's a suicide. You know, if you leave a note, also overwhelmingly people who commit suicide are still clothed. Other things indicating that something is an accidental asphyxiation instead of suicide is usually there's like a self-rescue mechanism in place that just like didn't work or there's like padding around the neck to prevent detectable rope burns and bruises and, you know, performing the act in private. You know, I mean, there's just like a variety of indicators that say this isn't suicide. Wait, they had they he had a self-rescue mechanism on on him. They didn't specify that, but this was just these are just like general guidelines for like when investigators coroners medical examiners are determining uh you know reason for death i still foul play still seems like possible like i mean i know that you said that there was no that they didn't see anybody coming in and out or whatever of his hotel room but i don't know yeah i mean their family lawyer at first said that he could have been murdered by kung fu assassins so you know there's plenty of speculation out there of what actually happened but it seemed pretty textbook autoerotic asphyxiation though i guess there isn't really a textbook because there's not really that many of them it would be a slim textbook so his body was brought back to the united states um and then a year later his his wife sued for a wrongful death suit against the production company uh about a year after he passed they filed a wrongful death suit because you know he was shooting on he was shooting in bangkok 
But I mean, it seemed they did end up receiving $400,000 from the company. But really, when you look at the details, it just basically was like, y'all were supposed to go out to dinner with David, but then you didn't wait for him. (laughs) And then they had to pay up. So anyway, so there was never like a 100% like this is what happened, but it seemed pretty likely it was an autoerotic asphyxiation death. But there are also just like a variety of other cases that have been cited cited and it's like it's not just like uh using ropes to suffocate there's also been one where there was a guy who was inside of a large plastic bag and he just had like a breathing tube thing and then he was also like listening to porn uh but what they think happened was that he had too much oxygen deprivation from like that small little tube there was another guy who was found actually this one was interesting this was um this guy was found floating in a lake and he had made his own scuba suit and it had a homemade oxygen tank that obviously didn't work because he died and so he was found you know doing autoerotic asphyxiation underwater oh that seems dangerous yeah, and they think the reason he died was because of rebreathing, which I wanted to bring up because this is like, I feel like all what the anti-maskers say happen. It's like, I'm going to breathe in my own carbon dioxide and die. It's like, no, rebreathing really only happens if, you know, you made your own scuba suit and remasturbating underwater. You know, it's not, you're not going <laughs> to get it from your mask or whatever. So all the anti-maskers are basically saying that that's what they're doing. Yeah, so. that's that's the conclusion. But um <laughs> Yeah, there's also, I mean, a lot of them also are found like in conjunction with drug use. So autoerotic asphyxiation. Boo. Well, let's hold that horsey. Okay, (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for sharing, Gabby. I am holding that horsey because it's not a full boo. And I will explain why right after the break. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. 
It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive Budget Beach Finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Generations Riviera Maya Resort and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Okay, and we are back. So Gabby was hating on the practice of autoerotic asphyxiation. And but I just... Nika is quick to cal- clarify that it's only a half boo, not a full boo. A half boo, exactly. And I'm here to explain why. So she described a moment when this practice went terribly, terribly wrong. However, it can go terribly right. And I am super excited to share why exactly does choking feel so good for some people. Now, before we get into it, I just want to say it is dangerous. I don't know if y'all have had this experience, but men or women randomly grabbing your neck and choking, which is the practice of erotic asphyxiation. Autoerotic means that you're doing it to yourself. But grabbing your neck without a consent talk or a what are you into talk and just going for it while you're making out or moving around as we call it, (laughs) it's become increasingly common. There was this study in 2019 where 24% of adult women reported feeling scared during sex and then moving around, sorry, and then um, attributing a lot of those experiences to non-consensual choking. So before I even get into why it's good, Please, everyone remember the first and most crucial step is some motherfucking consent. And my mom listens to this podcast, and I think she would be okay with me saying motherfucking consent, because consent is extremely important. Don't just grab people's necks. Okay. So (laughs) now this is the fun part, though. This is the fun part. So I really, I don't, I feel like this is obvious, but I always try to explain. I have a fascination with how the human body works in response to moving around and also the psychological and sociological effects of that. So I was researching why exactly is it nice to feel this? And the most basic thing is when people engage in this act, the oxygen of whoever's being choked is restricted. That is as simple as it is. And when you don't have as much oxygen going to your brain, Obviously, it feels good. It makes you lightheaded and dizzy. They're the arteries that people grab when they choke you or when you choke yourself. They're called the carotid arteries. And there's two of these arteries on both sides of the neck. 
And um, it runs down your throat to your chest, and it supplies blood to your brain, face, and neck. So basically, where you want to hit it, if you're choking, is right below the jawline. And that's kind of what you want to put pressure on and squeeze. Not hold on to it, but just like put light pressure on, and then it prevents, obviously, the oxygen from getting to the brain. So it's like blood flow, not air flow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But blood carries carries oxygen, so... Oh, yeah, be doing that. That's nice. It do be doing that. But yeah, and so as I said, less oxygen to the brain means those nice feelings of dizziness and lightheadedness. And then when the pressure on those arteries is released, there's a rush of blood and oxygen because it just tries to get it what it can that can feel like a high because it ends up producing dopamine, endorphins, and serotonin. And this is actually your body's protective reaction to trying to fix what just happened when you were being choked because your body thinks that um, it's in danger. Your body's like, oh my gosh, you know, our oxygen is being restricted, so the moment that it's released, let's like give more. But the upside to that is when you're not in danger and you're not being choked in danger, it can just feel really pleasurable and exhilarating. That makes sense, I guess. It does. So it's the release from choking. Well, that's, yeah, physiologically, it's the release of choking. However, there are so many other reasons why this is nice and and feels nice whether choking or being choked they don't have anything to do with your body that are they're just like psychological wait Um, are you saying that sex is not just about the physical sensations and about more than that is that a hot take is that hot or just one that's been given a lot but take here taught it's a hot take we're taking a hot take i think you just had a stroke (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, maybe I'm just like too excited to learn about this, maybe. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was excited, excited to, to learn, learn about this too. I, it needs to be practiced safely. It needs to be talked about. It needs to, okay, I'm going to say it again. It needs to be talked about because then you have people who don't talk about it and then little boys find out about it and then end up killing themselves, masturbating in their bedroom because they are too ashamed to talk about what they enjoy. That's sad. I do think, I mean, education is important in general, but like sex education as well. Like it's all about education, just knowing exactly what it is that you're doing. Biden, what are you doing to talk about choking in America? That's the real (laughs) question. Fuck the stimulus plan, bro. Let's talk about sex in schools. I don't know. First priority. I need my stimmy, but okay. So (laughs) (laughs) I need my stimmy. Um, Okay. So yes. Sex is more than just bodies moving around. It's also minds moving around. It is. So there's a lot of psychological (laughs) effects. And now listen, listen. These range from common, like, ooh, it's dangerous. So it feels kind of risky, and some people find that hot, to um, not as common. Like, some people get turned on by masks or by the idea of being restricted during sex. By masks. Masks. Yeah, absolutely. Like the N95 masks or like... (laughs) No, but I will say this about N95 masks slash just the masks that we're using right now because of COVID. It's kind of hot to not see someone's face. It's kind of mysterious. It's kind of like giving me protector vibes. And I have personally caught myself staring too hard at people with their masks. So It's not just because you're trying to like... Because, like, I like to just, like, invent or imagine, like, what the rest of their face looks like. If you don't – you know what I mean? If you're just, like, walking around and there's all these just, like, eyes that you see. I don't want to know. Like, <laughs> it's like, what? what's the rest of your face look like? Nobody knows. We can just make it up. 
I mean, I think going outside during COVID, you know, we're trying not to go outside as much to go and do things, but I mostly can't do it because yeah, I just immediately jizz when I see people in masks. <laughs> and I just, <laughs> I can't do so it. You know, gross. it's so hard. It's so hard for me to go outside and see all these masks. You're literally so gross. Anyway, um, I will talk. There are, yeah, so, you know, a variety of reasons why people enjoy this. The most common that specifically women seem to talk about, and this is just based on like interviews, and there has been a lot of research done on um, choking, consent, BDSM, all that sort of stuff. And what they'd say is that the feeling of intimacy and letting go, like you're letting your partner dictate when you breathe while being in this like hazy endorphin induced state can be very powerful and require a lot of trust between two people and can be really vulnerable. And that obviously is attractive to some people. It can be exhilarating and lead to feeling like not in control of your body, which some people really enjoy. I have control issues, so I understand why like people must enjoy feeling like you don't have to be in control in that moment with someone that you trust. So yeah. Also, some people don't even want to be choked. They just like the idea of being choked. So some people, it's even like if a hand is on the neck, that's already exhilarating to them because it's just the idea of being grabbed, dominated, used, like all of that sort of stuff, like it's kinky to them. They don't even need to like do the actual like physiological response. Variety of reasons, but it needs to be done safely, as always. And there's really no... It has to be done. You have to choke people. <laughs> you have to do it. Yeah, this is the future Gen Z want. Yeah, this is Gen Z. <laughs> well, I also read that it's like it... I mean, there was a Vice article because it's like, of course, it's Vice being, you know, Vice and saying something that's just like controversial vicey uh where i was saying like even within the bdsm community there is like you know controversy over whether or not you should choke people but there was this one guy who was quoted who was talking about like how it can also help you play out your like childhood trauma and you can be healed from it and no i don't know more about that but i think that's interesting i think that kink can be a really powerful way to deal with trauma but it is it takes a lot of work and a lot of research, and it's not for everyone. That's all I'm going to say about that. That's why I only do the missionary position, because I'm playing <laughs> out my trauma from being a turtle on its back when I was a kid. Oh. <laughs> As if you didn't just get a UTI. Anyway. Well, never mind. <laughs> yeah, never mind that. <laughs> Quiet. Quiet. I'm the alpha in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's that's it. There's really no foolproof, safe way to do it. I, I don't recommend doing it alone. That just seems honestly super dangerous. But just always make sure that you're respecting boundaries and consent and also know how to do this properly if you're going to engage in it. Don't just do it willy-nilly. Don't be... Don't do that. Don't be like Don't one be of those doing DIY it people. Do you want to be a Pinterest DIY bitch? No. You want to be a professional bitch. Go, please, go go get classes. Okay. Um, <laughs> up next. Up next, up next. Taylor, who was found cut in pieces. Tell us. All right. So we're opening on an early spring day in Baltimore in 1939. 
This was a time, as you don't recall, because none of us were alive, but there was a time <laughs> where people would just like let their kids like run out in the middle of the streets and go like run around through town like they did whatever, you know, they just played outside because they wanted to. Because they didn't have anything fun like, what do kids bop it? They didn't have a bop it. They didn't back have then. a bop it. They, they literally like the wheel, the wheel was a thing at that point. So they had, they had balls too. They just play with their wheels and their balls. I don't know. Are we talking about ancient Mesopotamia or are we talking about 1939? 1939. They had wheels. That's the dumbest like, shit. I'm just referring to earlier when the wheel was invented anyway. In 1939? Yeah. I said the wheel was invented by now, obviously. Okay. okay. And right. sliced so, bread. Anyway. Kids. Oh, sliced bread. Grilled cheese. Anyway, continue. That's where I was going with that. And right. you didn't care. Anyway, um, Nicholas <laughs> Krepner was an eight-year-old boy who was playing ball like out in the front, you know, of his house. Was he playing ball or was he playing wheel? He was playing with a ball. Okay. Um, don't know what kind of ball, so don't ask. So as it happens... Little Nicholas let the ball get away from him and found its way into a storm drain. He went to go get the ball, and all of a sudden, people nearby hear him screaming, It's a hand! It's a hand! Oh, so no! Yeah, so people are like, um, what? So the grocer at the corner, like on the corner, immediately calls the police. He's like, "That's that can't be good, right?" The gro- this is so you're like painting such a historical picture. Like this little boy's like, "Hey, it's a hand, mother!" And then like the grocer is like, yeah. "Let me let me ring the the nine one one." And they, they go to like their little payphones and they ring nine one one. Like it would have been on TikTok right now at, at that point. Like yeah, yeah. I don't know. Did they have payphones or did they just have like one cup? That was a string to the police they, station. I think that, well, it was probably a rotary. Oh. And like, oh. Nika, do you even know, you know, you know what a rotary is? I know is, what yeah? a rotary is. Yeah. Right. I've never used one ever, but I, I know what it is. Anyway, so. I have. They okay. found a hand. They rotaried the police. So this little, so they called the police. Um, so what happened was the little boy, when he was going to get his ball, he saw a jumbled up piece of newspaper and it was specifically had the comics. He's like, I like the comics. But he picked it up, and a hand flops out. And then he sees another one, and then a leg flops out. Of the same newspaper? There were, like, two different pot, like, basically two different pieces of newspaper that were, like, close to each other. And there were body parts in there. Now, the newspaper was from the previous week. So it was, it could, it was pretty, a pretty recent situation. So the police get there and everybody goes to the sewer and they're looking for more body parts because they're like, oh, we only have parts of a person. So it only took like an hour or something. It didn't take very long, but that's when they found a heart, lungs, and other yummy organs also wrapped in a newspaper. Also in the funnies? I think we used up the funnies on the hand and the leg, but it was the same newspaper. It was the same week. So a little bit later, a few blocks away, um, basically, so like the whole town knew about it at this point. They're like, there are all of these body parts that are popping up around town in the sewers. So like, be on alert for that. The town of Baltimore. I mean, it was like, you know, the neighborhood, I guess. This mm-hmm. Anyway, a little bit later, a few a few blocks away, the right foot and the lower leg were found. There were also some clothes found and those were taken into evidence. But then like nothing else was found that day. The next day, 
there was three quarters of a torso found in a dumpster near the hospital. So at this point, they find like various body parts. A woman's torso or a man's torso? So at this point, yes. At this point, we're like, okay, this is a woman. Guess what? <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Man or woman. <laughs> a yes. woman or a man. Yes. Gender that is exist. how gender okay. works now in 2021. Exactly. Yes. So, no, so from that, they were like, okay, we can tell now that this is a woman. So this is actually pretty key at this at this point because, like, DNA testing isn't a thing yet. And at this time, in order to identify a body, they would use either dental analysis, physical attributes, or in some cases when they had the fingerprints, they would use fingerprinting. So at this point, they're like – they really don't have a way to identify who this is. There's no necessarily – there's not necessarily like a missing missing person at this point. So they were like, we're going to need to find the head. This is pretty important in order to figure out who this is. We're going to need the head, boys. We're going to need some more body parts. Oh, no. Okay. So Didn't they just do a titty analysis? Honestly. So, no, they did not do a titty analysis, Gabby. Okay. At that point – who knows, like they were having to try and figure it out some other some way. So maybe they were, who knows. A few days pass and then the police get a call from an Aurelio Marco Tarquinio and he had reported Evelyn Rice as missing. So obviously they're like, okay, this is kind of sketchy. We need to look into this. And so, you know, this was the talk of the town. This was, everybody was talking about it. So one day Tarquinio and his neighbor are talking about it. They're like, blah, blah, blah. Like, what's going on? Did you hear about the body? That whole thing. And it's cra- I'm sure they said it was crazy town. Things like that. Yep. Anyway, so the neighbor says something along the lines of like, you know, they're finding body parts every day. It's only a matter of time before the head is found. To which Tarquinio says, oh, they'll never find the head. That's sus as hell. That is so suspicious. It's like, a what dumb are you doing? Too. Like, why would you? Why would you say that? At that point, like the neighbor looks at him and goes, "Why? So, <laughs> what do you? Yeah. What do you know?" The neighbor's like, mm, "And but the police <laughs> were already like suspicious because he had reported Evelyn Rice missing, and there's body parts just like appearing all over town of this woman. Who the heck's Evelyn Rice? We'll get there." But okay. so basically, he gets taken into custody over suspicion of this missing persons report and being sketchy to the neighbor. So the police take over, like, just take over his house, do some searching, and then they're, like, digging in the yard and everything. And then they hit a concrete slab, which is, like, a little over a foot down. And they're like, mm, let's move this little slab here. And you guessed it. What do they find? A head and the other fourth of the torso and the remaining missing body parts in Tarquinia's backyard, which is like really damning, I would say. Also, dumb, dumb. They found it. They're never going to find it. Well, they did. Well, they did. So Silly he's getting, goose. Yeah. So he's getting interrogated pretty hard for for two days. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't do anything. But uh the police are getting really grumpy, and then finally, they're just like, "This, I'm just, I've had enough. Like, this guy clearly did it. I'm gonna, we're gonna trigger him." So, what do they do? But they put the head that they found, and the other fourth of the torso was attached to the head as well. I think 
put it in this like tub, this like Tupperware, brought it into the interrogation room and was like, mm, do you know anything about this being found in your front yard? And then he's like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. And then the police say, who is this? And he's like, oh, yeah, that? That's Evelyn Rice. Yeah, I did that. And so he just like admits to it. I'm sorry, but he's wow. not the smartest, not the brightest. Is he out? I don't want to talk bad about him if, he, if he's out. Is okay, he alive? So, well, this was 19... 19- <laughs> This was 1939, and he was, like, an older gentleman, so... Okay, then that was really dumb, lovingly. Or so, he's immortal. And also, I think that we really need to honor Evelyn, as she was originally from Georgia, so near us, and oh, she Georgia obviously Peach. didn't deserve what she what she got. So, in a lot of these articles, remember, it's 1939, so it was a while ago. Things have changed, but it literally describes her first as like a, div- a divorcee and i'm just like come on do we really have to do that and it's just like really annoys me when we have to say we have to identify ourselves as miss ms or mrs and i just think it's really ridiculous that i have to specify to whomever absolutely that what my marital status is like get out of town I absolutely just- call me queen or don't call me anything at all i mean and the only thing that makes it like somewhat relevant i guess is like if you're if you're murdered because it's like let's go to your significant other or ex or your exes you know like that's the only way i i think it's significant is because they probably murdered murdered you anyway <laughs> probably anyway so i would like to say that evelyn rice was a 30 year old woman she was a modern woman she was a hard worker she worked as a mind reader and a barmaid mm. she had two kids and so she was like working really hard to do what she had to do to take care of her kids. Working hard, reading minds. Exactly. And she came from a great family. She was a former beauty queen in Georgia. Like she was just like, she just kind of had it all. She just, you know, ended up with someone that was not so great. So anyway, she eventually gets a job at a saloon working for Tarquinio. And they like hit it off. And eventually she moves in as like a live-in maid and turned lover their relationship was not great. They argued over stuff, often while drinking, so that's not a good start. Was Tarquinio married at all? No, right? I don't think so. They didn't specify because we don't have to specify um, the if marital a status man, of a it man. it doesn't matter. Exactly. Gotcha. So, <laughs> but anyway, so what happened was it was one of their days where they were arguing, but this time Tarquinio pushed Evelyn down the stairs where she hit her head on the concrete slab at the bottom which obviously not good, kills her instantly. So Tarquinio's like, oops, like what now? Like what do I do? So he's like, I'll just take her to the basement and just starts cutting away with a butcher's knife and then decided to dispose of the body parts. Right, because that's how you react to accidentally killing someone. Well, okay, I don't know how you're supposed to react to that, but I don't think cutting up the body parts is that's probably the right thing That's where my mind goes. Like I feel like if you... Like, that's that's pretty traumatizing. Like, I don't even like cooking chicken or meat or anything, you know what I mean? To, like, actually have to dismember. It's just, it freaks me out. I'm, I'm, it's too much. <laughs> I mean, and also, if he didn't disperse the body parts out into the world, like, would he have not been caught? I mean, she did have, like, a great family. They probably would have called. But, like, still, anyway. So, Tarquinia goes to jail for life, got out on parole, after 15 and a half years, and when he finished parole, 
he like everybody was like, oh, he's really great. He's like really nice, blah, blah, blah. He literally just like vanishes and they don't know where he went. And I just think that's really weird. And I feel like there's these instances of people cutting up people, dismembering people, and then just like not getting in as much trouble or something, which I just find really strange because that seems a little bit crazy to me. A lot of it crazy to me. It's crazy town, as you say. It is crazy town. Because, like, if you're taking the time to dismember somebody and then, like, carry on with life. Like, how are you mentally? Like, let's check in here, Tarquinio. But then he just, like, vanishes. So who knows? He could still be alive today. I don't know. We don't know where he is. Probably not. But he could. I mean, as I, he might be an immortal. He might be immortal. He might be an avid cadaver gals listener. Who knows? Don't even say that. (laughs) No, so... This is the terrible and tragic story of Evelyn Rice and Tarquinio, the well, bitch face. Yeah. yeah. Well, Taylor, thank you so much for sharing this story. You know, this really was kind of sad. That was, that was a sad story. But um, after the break, I would love to talk about what exactly do you do if you find a dead body and it's not your fault. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX Anniversary Sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ocean by H10 Hotels and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, hi, we're back, yes. So this man decided he accidentally killed a woman who I am just, I'm really mad at him and she did not obviously deserve to be killed. But then he dismembered her, which is, again, crazy town, insane. Why? Why is that your reaction? So I have, I've been running lately and I was just wondering, Taylor, when you told me that you were going to do the story, I was like, what do you do if some law and order shit actually happens in your life and you end up coming across a dead body? What, what legally do you have to do? Um, like that child, the yeah, eight-year-old. poor kid. I mean, he could still be out there today and like he's just completely traumatized from finding dismembered body parts. He said, a hand, a hand, like just like that. Listen, apparently, this is, these are like the steps that you take if you find one. You have to call 911 and you should stay away from the body because you could contract like bloodborne pathogens. It might not be like safe or whatever. Basically, do not get near it. And then if the death looks suspicious, I read an article that literally just said, watch your back because the source of violence or death could still be hanging around. Oh, that's scary. Oh. But also, totally you can't fine, be totally messing normal. up a crime scene. That's true, yeah. So you just immediately call the authorities. Now, as far as legally, what do you do? Do you have to call the authorities? Well, each state is different. So it's kind of like a little bit complicated. Like in Oregon, for example, you cannot chop up or move a dead body, but you don't have to report it, which is just very strange. You can't chop up a body, but you can move it? No, you can't so chop you can't. up a body or move it, but you oh, can't. You don't have, you don't to, have report to report it, it which wow. is just quite strange, in my opinion. There was this case in 2015 where this woman's sister passed away in the home that they shared, and the woman just left her sister's body to rot in a room in their house. And then this woman fell on her front porch five months later, and that's when emergency responders found the woman and found her sister rotting in the room and the da ended up not pressing charges because technically nothing illegal happened she didn't like abuse the body there wasn't it was anything bad and she wasn't the legal caregiver so she had no legal obligation to you know dealing with her sister's body um i don't like that isn't that insane they also had this is really all of it is kind of bad but they also found a bunch of like dead cats and a lot of trash so it seems like when people leave bodies to rot in that way, it's kind of like a hoarding situation where they just don't know what to do. And there's like already things that are piled up. There was another case in a different state, and this is really, really sad, um, where this woman's mother was an addict and was living with her boyfriend at the time, and the mother passed away, she overdosed, and the boyfriend, who was also doing drugs with the mother, put her in a room 
and basically sealed the room like with a towel under the under the door and continued doing drugs for days and the woman when she couldn't get in contact with her mother went to see her mother and sure enough like there was the mother's body and the woman couldn't press charges because technically it was not illegal what he did so you just you just don't have to report that seems a little bit that seems weird yeah it's really sad and kind of insane and i feel like there should be just like an overall law across the country for these things because there are weird legal loopholes that people are going through to not require proper burial for these people. And that is just kind of mm, terrible. I was reading about like if you see someone struggling and you're like you want to do CPR on them or you got to help them, there are laws to protect you just in case they like want to sue you. Like for example, if you see someone choking and you're scared of doing CPR because you're scared you might break their ribs or, like, make it worse. But the Good Samaritan law actually protects you from that. So if you see someone struggling, you can go help them and they won't, like, be able to sue you or anything because you're just you're just being a good person, you know. And then there are, um, I know in the state of Vermont, it is le- illegal to see someone struggling and not do something to help. It's not, like, crazy illegal. It's just a $100 fine, but it's called duty to assist. Mm-hmm. But, like, how do you do, – like, where, where's this? Where's, where's the scale? The like, where's the line? Because, yeah. like, if somebody's choking and you need to do the Heimlich maneuver or something, like, what if you don't know how? But, I mean, like, calls – I don't know. Like, Well, I like, think even – like, What defines help in, that, in some situations, I, I guess, guess, is if my you, question. if you are not certified – you just call for help. You, like, call, like, 911 or whatever. I feel like that's the only way that you help at that point because you could make yeah. it worse if you're not trained. Right. Just everyone in Vermont's, like, rugged, you know? Absolutely. They all got training, first responder <laughs> training, survivalist. I was, like, certified CPR, like, forever ago, but it, like, changes and you have to, like, recertify yeah. every few years or something, but it's, like... If it expires in, like, a month, but then you, like, I don't know. It's just... Yeah. Well, the Good Samaritan Law protects you from that. So if someone's like, well, they weren't certified, it's like, well, like, I could help you legally, you know? And it really protects you, especially if they cannot consent. Like, this person is choking and they literally cannot consent. Or they're unconscious and you just do CPR until, you know, authorities get there or whatever. Then you'll be protected. It's just funny to me how there's so many weird laws and loopholes in the u.s because everyone be suing everyone it's honestly like the butt of a joke like in internationally when i have lived outside of the u.s it like the u.s being the place where everyone sues each other is just like a running thing it's hilarious and and then i live here and i'm like oh yeah no people do it all the time but yeah really interesting um my number one recommendation is don't come across a dead body but if you do, please call <laughs> the authorities as soon as physically possible because that is terrifying. And then also try to get therapy if possible. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, get some therapy afterwards, yeah. Honestly. So is it most states where you have to report it or is it like half and half? Major- you know? Yeah, majority of states you have to report it. But there's weird instances like I think in Missouri or like that instance in Oregon. And it's just also it's kind of one of those things where they don't change the law until something really shitty happens like what that what the lady with her mother happened and then the law is like oh shoot we have to fix this and then they fix it yeah it's like laws laws existed they exist for a reason right like something happened to make that law you know go go into place or because people are racist or 
Okay. Yeah, you're probably right there. The U.S. <laughs> is where people sue people and where people are racist. Yep. So there you go. Thanks for listening today. <laughs> um. Yeah. What 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 did what did we learn? I feel like it, it was mostly about safety. And yeah. any any thoughts? If you're gonna choke, know how to choke. But if you find a dead body that's been choked, maybe report it. Or if it's an alive body that is currently choking, help, and it's okay. Unless you're in some places. Wow, that's concise and, and nice. I love it, Gabby. <laughs> that's all. Yeah. yeah. Good. I well love done. it. Well done. Okay. Gold star for Gabby. Um, Thank you. Yeah, that's basically it. And be safe out there and don't look into sewers because what good is going to come out of a sewer? Nothing. A rat? We hate rats over here, except for Gabby. All right, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening and be safe out there. We'll see you next week. Cadaver Gals. Gals is a production of School of Humans and iHeartRadio. It is produced, edited, written, hosted, etc., etc., by Gabby Watts, Taylor Church, and Nika Duarte. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Cadaver Gals. See you next week. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What if we told you about a major breakthrough on awesome savings on all-inclusive beach vacays? OMG, this could break the case. Case? I'm talking about CheapCaribbean.com. It's full of hot savings. At CheapCaribbean.com, score an extra $175 off site-wide on vacations of four nights or more now through June 3rd. A swim-up bar in Punta Cana or dip your toes in the sand on the shores of Cancun. We gotta take this show on the road. Start at CheapCaribbean.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your your perfect home sweet home.